welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, today uh, we get to give an update on our miracle offering. And uh, for all of our campuses, I just want to let you know that it was a joy that each campus got to share their total. But I wanted to be able to share the total of the miracle offering for all the campuses combined and then let us know where we're at here. And so uh, I just want to give you that total right now. I'm just going to jump in. Uh, For all the campus total combined, our miracle offering was a record. It was our largest ever, $3,343,308 came in in the miracle offering, which means for the year, we are right now at $9,934,585. And I want to put this all in perspective now, to put this in perspective, Last year, we did not hit 9.9 million until December 26th, okay? We were still at 8 million on like December 19th, and and boom, we jumped up. So we're already way ahead of where we are, where where we were last year, and uh, we're on our way towards 12 million, and we're going after that, and it's our goal, and we're stretching this year. Now, a couple of things I want to say, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so far uh, what, what has been given, more just keeps coming in every day. And I do want to say this, we do need your participation. People are like, some people wonder like, I wonder if they need my gift. I wonder if they do. Well, you can see our goal is 12 million and we're way ahead of last year. But yes, your gift will make a difference. And uh, we want that, including online. Come on, we're all in this together. People are watching and uh, we're all in this together. And I want to say this, there are certain people that are gap closers. Some of you couldn't wait to get your gift in right away at the beginning of the year. Others of you waited for a miracle offering. And then there's others that are just like, once you see the gap, you're like, all right. And if you can write that check out for two million, whatever, whatever you can do it. All right, the, the gap closers, come on. We need, like, people are like, ah, we could, you know, maybe you were wondering, like, we could have done more, okay. But there are gap closers, and I see people that get activated by that every year. And then I just want to let you know, there are real projects left to fund, and uh, we want to fund. These are ones that we still need to fully fund, Alpha USA, Thailand, Barcelona Church, the ministry in Gaza, India, Japan, Live Dead, North Central University, there's one in Turkey, and then Warrior's Journey, there's more. And Warrior's Journey helps military with PTSD, and it's a suicide hotline, and they haven't lost one soldier yet that's called in, and it's all ministers that are helping. This is, you help support that. And so these, we wanna send them a full check this year. And so I just wanna be able to do that. And then one last update, we've been praying for those Bibles in Cuba. We are down to one last letter that needs to be written. And we've been told by the authorities, they will write the letter. We have the money, the shipping company, it's all lined up, ready to go. One, we're just waiting, and we've been assured that the letter will be written. And the missionary is praying that they'll get in by Christmas. So we will keep you updated on those Bibles that you already paid for getting into Cuba. So one more time, let's thank God for over $3 million in the miracle offering. That's something worth celebrating. Now I want to get back to the word behold with our Christmas series. That is the the title of our Christmas series. And uh, I do have a confession to make. Christmas series are the hardest ones to do for a pastor. I just want you to know that. 
Christmas series, you're like, why? Well, see, you're looking for new insight into an ancient message. And you're like, you don't want people to go, yeah, we heard that again. Yeah, it's Mary, Joseph. It is the same people year after year, all right? And so you're like, I want new insight, and I just want you to know, like, this is my 28th Christmas series at River Valley doing this, all right, yeah. And, and so I'm always like, all right, got some, what's new or insight? And um, I want you to know the first Christmas series that we ever did, first Christmas Eve, the school came to us, we were portable, and they said, you can't do it on Christmas Eve. I said, why? They said, nobody will work, no custodians, you can't have service. And so I said, well, where are the custodians? You know, and I didn't go in there to threaten them, but I walked in there with a $100 bill, and I said, whoever works Christmas Eve gets this on top of double time. Who wants it? All three of them jumped up, you know. And we actually had to bribe our way into our first Christmas Eve service. All right. Um, but if you ever find gold in a familiar message, you're just super excited. And this is one of those years with our song, Behold Messiah, um, and also God's word, Behold. Now, more than just what's in God's word, the Bible, this is God's word. The word behold is his word. He's the first one that uses it that we have in all of history, and it's found in Genesis 1:29. And God said, behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. The first place that it's mentioned, the word behold. Now it's crazy that we have this word to focus on and that it's giving us new insight into this ancient story of the birth of Jesus Christ. But this word means, hey you, look, be sure to see this, don't miss this. Okay, that's what the word behold means. And it's, it's a word that's used to point or draw attention to something. It adds force to it, an immediacy to the account. And it's really one of the most unique words in the Bible. It's used over a thousand times. And for our text today, we're gonna be using um, all verses in the ESV version. And why? Because the NIV only uses the word behold one time. One time, they just like change it out. We thought, well, it really isn't you know, that important in this text. And they just kind of move over it. Now some of you are like, see, that's why I'm King James. Okay, that's not, you know, all right. No, I love the Bible translations that help us because the Bible was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. And brilliant scholars take that because we don't speak it and they translate it into English for us. And sometimes they make decisions that, that lose a little meaning, and so that's why we look at all of God's word and we read it in multiple translations. But today, we'll be using ESV. And uh, here's where the, the verse is for today. Isaiah 7:14. therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, think about it, pay attention, look, don't miss this. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now there's 10 different words for the word behold. Um, there's 10 different Hebrew words. There's also Greek words. Um, but the main words for um, behold are this. Now, I, I wish I would have paid more attention in English class, in grammar. You know, I, I just was like, I uh, perhaps peasant participle, whatever. You know, I was like, got it. You know, the, they, them, there. I just, well, I just had to learn how to spell there, there, and there. How many know what I'm talking about? I get it right. And when people do it wrong, I'm like, ah, you know, all right. But I wish I would have paid more attention. 
Because when, it, when the Bible uses behold, it's a demonstrative particle. particle. Yeah, see, it's a demonstrative particle, all right? And it's used to bring immediate, undivided attention to something important to the audience, all right? A demonstrative particle. Now, you gotta stay with me here, all right? These demonstrative particles are also called presentatives, all right? Not preventatives, all right? When I looked at my notes, it said preventative. No, it's a present, presentative. <laughs> I speak for a living, yes, I do. It's an imperative verb that requires perception. All right, here's what I want you to understand. When the word behold is used in the Bible, it presents something to the audience, but it's a presentation that comes with a command to perceive what is being presented. You have to perceive it. It's not just being presented like, look, take a look, just take a glance at this. It's look at it, see it, let it grab you, get into what's being said, let it affect you, and there's a command that is with this. And I guess two examples that I could think about are like, um, as I was trying to think of like behold in my own life, I feel like my own children, Connor and Logan, when they were little and I was like looking at them and I saw them, you know, how many times they'd be like, look at me, dad, look at me, dad, look at me. And I would see them, but I didn't behold them. And there were times when, as kids, they would come over to me and they would grab my face and they'd say, Dad, look at me, you know? And how many know what I'm talking about? Like, your kids are like, perceive me. I don't want you to just go, yeah, 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 good, good job there over there. They're like, no, I want something here from you. I want something more from you than just, yeah, 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 good job. Okay, and there's another way I could illustrate it. Like, you could be married. And being married to Becca, there are times that I walk in the room and I see her, I might look at her, I might glance at her, I might catch her out of my periphery, but I'm not really beholding her, okay? I'm not getting to that level. It's not until I look into her eyes and see how she responds to me and she looks into my eyes and see how I respond to her. That's when beholding is happening, okay? Um, I guess the... the moment that I had the deepest level of beholding was standing at the altar, waiting for the doors to open when we were getting married. And I don't, I don't know if any other guy had this thought, but I'm like, she better come through those doors. Like, she better not, like, leave. Like, she, like, we, we, she said yes. Like, you know, she's got a ring. Like, she's going to say, you know. And Austin, when they opened the doors, it was like, it was behold. Like, if there was periphery, there was no peripheral vision, it was behold. And there was something going on here that was happening. So when you see the word behold in the Bible, God's not just like, okay, come on, pay attention. It's like, behold, this is really important. I want you to catch this, capture this. I want you to internalize this. I want something to be happening when you see this word. Now it's used over a thousand times. And yet if you have NIV, it's only used one time. So it's a very important word. And so I just wanna go through some of these things here that are, that are the uses. Of course, I said there in the beginning, the first one, and God said, behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. But then two verses later, God saw everything that he made and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. 
In Genesis 6, 12, it says, God saw the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all the flesh had corrupted their way on earth. God's like, do you understand? The sin was so bad. Let it get in you. Let, it under, let you understand how bad it grieved God that he's like, behold, everything is evil. And he's like, there's just an intensity there of what's going on on this earth with the evil. Now, you gotta understand that usually the word behold, when it's used in the Bible, it's followed by a remarkable event. God's not like, behold, 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 behold. It's not like that. It's behold with a purpose. And there's a remarkable event with it. When God establishes his covenant with Abraham in Genesis 9:9, behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you. He's like, pay attention, let this get in you. This is bigger than just a moment. This is huge. When God introduces the law to his people in Exodus 34, he says, behold, I am making a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels such as have not been created in all of earth or in any nation and all the people among whom you are to see the work of the Lord for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. In the New Testament, we see the word behold. Like this is a, an amazing word and in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 51 through 57. I'm gonna read all these verses because somebody needs to draw comfort from this. When the apostle Paul is talking about death and the sting of death, and when we lose loved ones on this earth, he starts it out with, behold. It's like grabbing you, behold. I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Behold, that's a biggie. And he's like, let it get in you. We don't just read those words at a, a funeral or at a gravesite. Many times we need to read those exact words at the gravesite when we lay a loved one down into the ground. But it starts with a behold, let it get in you. Look, pay attention. This is bigger than what you see. There's something connecting on a supernatural level here. On that same thought, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Some of you need to grab a hold of that behold right there. God's like, pay attention. This is big. This changes everything. You're new in Christ. Jeremiah 32, 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Some of you need to grab a hold of that. Behold, God's like, look, pay attention. He's grabbing you by the face. Hey, nothing is too hard for me. And you're like, is this probably is? Hey, behold, nothing is impossible for God. Here's another one. Maybe not as strong as the other one. This one's kind of a yikes one, all right? It was like when I was like, behold. He said, behold, pay attention. I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. That's one of those beholds you're like, kind of like, I, 
I want to grab God's face and be like, behold, like, right, right, we're going to do this. You're with us, right? Give me the nod. Give me the nod. And God's like, I got you. I got the nod. I got the nod. I'm with you. Here's another one. Revelation 118. And the living one, I died. And behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Jesus saying, I'm alive. Behold, I hold the keys. They don't, devil doesn't hold the keys. I have the keys of death and hell. I've got them. Like, I have overcome. You better pay attention. I'm just liking this word, behold. I'm really, I'm really, I don't know if I'm ever gonna read the NIV ever again. All right. Uh, I will, I'm sure I will. All right. Back to our text. Remember this one, I'm way in the beginning. Isaiah 7, 14, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. This was written by the prophet Isaiah. And it was written at a time when the Jewish people were divided into two nations, Judah and Israel. And Judah was staying true and Israel was coming and attacking them with another nation, Syria. They were both attacking And the king, King Ahaz, was worried. He's like, I don't know if we're gonna make it. I don't know if we're gonna make it. And you're thinking, how does this have anything to do with Christmas or anything? Just wait, just wait. And Isaiah says, goes up to me, he goes, King, don't worry. God's got it. God's gonna take care of you. The king's like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't think, you know, I don't wanna disrespect God, but I don't think, I mean, what what can he do? Like, do do you see who's coming against us? Do you see what's happening? And Isaiah's like, no, no, no. God's got you. Matter of fact, God just told me, you can ask for a sign. He wants to show you that he's got this. He's gonna ask him for a sign. Think about that. Have you ever like wanted a sign from God? Like something impossible or big or huge. And you're like, just give me a sign. Just give me a sign. Ahaz has an opportunity for a sign. And you know what he does? He has a false humility and he really doesn't think God can help him. He goes, no, no, no. I don't don't want a sign now. I don't want test God and presume on God, you know? And it was false. It wasn't like a true humility, like, I don't want to test God. He's really false in this. And Isaiah's like, he's given you a sign. And God was gonna give him like a simple sign. And all of a sudden God's like, oh, oh, if you're gonna be that way, watch this. I'm not just gonna give you a sign. I'm gonna give you the sign. I'm gonna talk about the promised one the Messiah, I'm gonna prophetically use Isaiah right now to talk to the whole world and everybody that's coming after this moment to know that I'm God and that I've not given up on this. And ever since the fall of man with Adam and Eve, I've got a plan and I'm sending the promised one. And right now, you want a sign? I'm, I'm up in the sign to the sign. And that's why all of a sudden Isaiah prophesies this, that behold, There'll be a virgin that will have a child and give birth, and his name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. Wow, what a a giant, giant sign that is going on in this moment. And it's so prophetic. And then Isaiah goes on with even more prophetic things about Jesus in Isaiah 9. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. 
You see, in all the beholds that are in all of the Bible, every behold that God is pointing us to, the pinnacle behold is Jesus. And in this moment, like, it seems like it doesn't even make sense that God would do this, but God's like, oh, you don't want a sign? I'll give you the sign. I'll show you the sign, and I'll show the world that I have not forgotten them. And from the time that Isaiah prophesies this until Jesus comes on the earth, it's 700 years. 700 years. And we get to another behold in John 1:29, that John the Baptist sees Jesus. And knowing how much I like this word behold now, and I just think like, how did he say it? I don't think he was like, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I think he did. We went, let's behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's how I think he did it. I mean, they're waiting 700 years for this one. I mean, that's a big behold right there. It's the pinnacle behold. And, and, and then we have more beholds of this. Jesus has a behold that he gives to every single one of us. He says this, behold, pay attention. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Man, this word, this word, behold. We're gonna sing it. We're gonna have four weeks of sermons on this. We're gonna go right through this. All oh, this is our Christmas word, our revelation for us, our just grab hold of this. And I'm praying that we'll come behold him this Christmas. It's not a glance. It's not just like, yeah, Christmas, yep, yeah, we get the tree up, you yeah, know, Christmas. Go to the service, you yeah, know, Vikings are playing at noon, you yeah. Behold, behold, okay. No, no, no. It's behold. May God grab you by your face this Christmas and say, behold. And if you know him as Lord and Savior, as our worship team gets ready, if you know him as, our Lord, as your Lord and Savior, let him grab your face and have greater focus this Christmas as he says, behold, behold, behold. But if you don't know him as Lord and Savior in just a moment at all of our campuses in here, you're gonna have an opportunity to say yes to Jesus because you're not just like, behold. This is too important. He's the pinnacle, behold. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Behold, behold, behold. He's knocking on your heart right now, knocking on your door right now and saying, behold, will you open up? Will you stop looking around at everything else in this world that's distracting you, that's not even nearly important at all, and look at the one who is the pinnacle of all this, the behold that we are celebrating this month in the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So Lord, I pray that you would do that. I pray that you'd grab us by our face if you have to. You would help us to just connect spirit to spirit and understand this is so much bigger, so much bigger. This means, behold, the promised one is here. Behold, you're making all things new. Behold, like you stand at the door and knock. Behold, and I thank you, God, that you prophetically spoke through Isaiah, the behold that was above all the other one. Like, here he's coming. I, I've got this. I've not forgotten you, world. Behold. 
So God, as we sing this song, as we listen to this song, as we meditate, as we look into your word and we look for the word, behold, God, I just pray that we would do that. We'd stop, we'd focus, we'd stop being so distracted. There's so many things going on. We're thinking about things to buy and things to do and things we're gonna eat and places we're gonna go. But God, I pray that we would stop and we would behold you, Savior of the world. Savior of the world. God, draw us closer. I really believe this word, your word, behold, is gonna draw us closer to you this year. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.